0: Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory.
1: Veritas, welcome back to our equipping podcast. We are in our series Into the Weird. And I'm back with Matthew Morkin, Jeff Meyer, and Jordan Howe as we continue to navigate some uh, topics that can seem strange uh, to people. Unfortunately so, because it's reality. It's in Scripture, but in our vantage point, it can seem like some weird stuff. So we talked about the Holy Spirit. We talked about angels, and today we're going to dive into demons. Um, Where do you see demons, or how do you see demons represented just in a cultural way?
2: I mean, I think there's a lot of really like a strange excitement around the demonic realm. When you talk about paranormal activity, uh, The, I mean, Hollywood and the, the horror movie industry um, amongst young people, Ouija boards are like still a thing that's happening on like people just messing around with the demonic realm. Mm.
3: Yeah. I mean, tailing right off that, they seem to be glorified in culture, like all the Netflix shows and all the movies that you watch. Either, either they're glorified as really super powerful evil beings that that you know kind of are twisted from what the Bible calls them, or they're glorified in a way like the Rolling Stones song "Sympathy for the Devil," which is like, okay, here's me, I'm the devil. You better, you know, you better show me sympathy, or I'm gonna cast your soul into hell. Right? And it's like, it's this kind of like. I don't know, rever- I don't want to call it reverence, but it kind of is, right? right? Mm-hmm.
0: I think you see a lot of this stuff come out. You talk about the movies. In October, October 1st, you start seeing the latest horror flicks coming out, and I think it's really uh, amped up around the Halloween series. Mm-hmm. i not season, the the around the Halloween season. And I'm not dissing Halloween, but I just think a lot of it just gets pulled out there, the dabbling and the intrigue. It's amazing to me how intrigued people are with demonic activity, but they will stay all sorts of away from Jesus Christ yeah.
1: and the Holy Spirit. You see like a maybe a desensitizing or a normalizing of a dark spiritual world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Or even just, I mean, I know we're talking about demons, but we would we would just say, like, oh, yeah, they have their demons. Like, mm-hmm. they're not talking about it in a spiritual way, but mm-hmm. they're just, like, kind of throwing the word out there, like, oh, that's just, like, a dark part of their past, mm. you know, that's one of their demons, you yeah.
1: know. Do you, would you, um, is there anything, just to get practical and pastoral, when it comes to that kind of stuff, anything you would just caution people like, yeah, don't, don't do that? I think we have a lot to know about
0: who God is and who Christ is. And I think to spend much more time um, other than what the Bible says and references, like we've got the opportunity to know God and to dabble in the negative side of the spiritual realm, which is demonic, because they do exist. I mean, Mm -hmm. Scripture says they do, and Scripture is truth. They do impact people, and so that is true, because Scripture says it's true. And we have God of the universe who has reconciled us to himself. And so while it's easy to spend your time just spinning your wheels, wandering, and teasing out like what is this demonic activity i think there's safety in staying away it's not being ignorant we're not talking about burying your heads in the sand and just oh there's kind of yeah there's demons but we don't know anything yeah the scriptures teach us some about them and that's apparently what we needed to know but to dabble is is dangerous um it it should be a fearful i think it should be a fearful thing for
3: us so go ahead i was gonna say i think i think you talked about being desensitized I think we're also desensitized to the the damage that that they can do. I mean, they're real. They're they're evil, and I think when we don't understand that, like scripture never calls us to go into battle against demons, never. Like we can we can be on God's side as he's battling demons, but some of the times in scripture where people try it it's not doesn't really work out very well for them right so. there's a
1: there's a show i haven't seen it but there's i don't know what channel it's on I'm not advocating you can watch it but i was just uh, i saw an advertise for it and i was like you got to be kidding me i think it's been on a while it's called lucifer mm-hmm. and one is th- the premise of it's just bad theology cuz i think they're kind of thinking this is one of God's kids, and you know, it's just kind of the dysfunctional divine family. Mm-hmm. But Lucifer's kind of on earth is helping a cop or something. I don't know, I don't know who sits and comes up with these ideas, but <laughs> there's that type of rhetoric of just kind of humanizing and uh, mm-hmm. glorifying mm-hmm. the wrong things. Absolutely, yeah.
2: Yeah. I was gonna say, I know that this isn't explicitly. Demons, maybe as we're talking about it with like the demonic realm, but I know we're going to go, what what do demons do? What's their role? And I would just argue there's a high amount of demonic activity in the sexual industry mm-hmm. anymore. So it's like, man, to, to deceive and to pull people away from God into the things of Satan. It's like a sexualized industry. It's like, yeah. hey you might not be thinking, I'm watching demonic activity, mm. but if you're watching sexualized content, yeah. you are dealing with demons. Mm-hmm.
0: And but, that's, but that's one of the things. I mean, if you're expecting a demon to show up with a pitchfork and a red tail like his daddy Satan, mm-hmm. you probably have no clue what you're dealing with. Yeah. And so bringing into like the sexual world, I mean, I think some of the stuff we've seen in the entertainment world more recently has been celebrated. I don't think they were accurate, but it was trying to celebrate the evil the wicked mm-hmm.
1: and and normalize it and yeah. I, again yeah. it just comes in subtly yeah you nothing like starts out not nothing but most often the traps that people fall into that starts out in something that's an easy step into mm-hmm. but it's interesting jordan that you pointed out a common denominator in a lot of unwise or sinful things the deeper you get into it the more demonic It is Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you can get into, um, different things and it's like, oh, you kind of spiral down, down, and then you see some demonic roots in that.
2: Yeah.
3: And I think we were talking about angels last time where they do appear to you visibly. Demons never do in scripture. They're Mm -hmm. never like a visible thing. They're always intangible. They're always affecting you through other things, like through animals they've possessed or through other people they've possessed or whatever they're never just right there in front of you with a pitchfork and a tail you know jumping out and saying boo right they're not yeah. that's not them
1: yeah uh so let's get into that what do um what do demons do where do we see examples of this in scripture
0: well i think just realizing that when Lucifer caused stirred up strife in heaven, he was cast out of heaven. Uh, Isaiah forty two talks about him being cast down with his followers, and therefore those are the demonic uh, entities mm-hmm. that we're referencing. So that's where they come from, mm-hmm. and then you see them throughout the Gospels—Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John—in the stories as Jesus casts them out. And I love how John, or I love how Mark, kind of introduces them because jesus does a work tells a unclean spirit to be quiet and come out of a man and the people around are like he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him so you see a man here apparently op- oppressed by a demon and god's like out and immediately continuously throughout the gospels i think especially mark immediately when jesus says it always says
3: immediately it happens, mm-hmm. something yeah. happens yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think of job and when uh when God asks Satan where he was and he says, I was just walking around on the earth going to and fro about on it and it's like later on in the New Testament we find out what he's doing. Like he's searching for people to devour. Yeah. Um, But that's where he is. He's roaming around, right? Like Mm -hmm. a lion.
2: Yeah. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, uh, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Like Satan being the head of the demons is using the demonic realm to blind people mm. from seeing Jesus. Yeah,
1: even thinking of like Luke 8, the parable of like the seeds that Satan comes and snatches mm-hmm. away, yeah. like trying to, to yeah. rob glory from God, to slow or stop the advance of the gospel, which unsuccessfully, but still a part of his efforts.
0: Well, and I think the practicality of demons blinding the mind of unbelievers is the reality that they're not they're not blinded in a hokey sense. They're blinded with pornography. They're blinded with sexual immorality. They're blinded with untruths. They're blinded with busyness. They're too busy at work to do the things they're called to do.
1: And they're blinded with all these things and that's how they work. So here's a thought. We don't, I mean, these are things like you're just making some speculations as you look into some things that we don't know a lot about, but, uh, your passage, Jordan, the, the God of this world, the prince of this air, who's at work in the sons of disobedience. Mm. And you kind of, the devil has schemes and plans and um, crafty in in the way he goes about uh, his work. I think we we referenced it last. I can't remember if it was at the beginning of this one or the last one. Then i was starting to blur together a little bit. But that, when we talked about angels, I think that reference to Daniel 10 where, um, hey, I was going to come to you, but I was held up. It, Um, and he was held up by the Prince of Persia, and he's talking about a spiritual reality. The question was, like, could it be that they're territorial? And could it be that they're uh, political, in the sense of demonic activity behind rulers Mm -hmm. of this world and schemes and trying to steer the world and governments and different things in different ways? It's kind of an intriguing thought. Mm -hmm. But why is it called the Prince of Persia, talking about a demonic force that can... Hold up, an angel.
3: Yep. That's, a, go, that's like, a great question. I, just, <laughs> that's I would good. I would put it to possession, and I yeah. would say absolutely. Like the devil's going to try whatever he can do to thwart God's plan. It's almost like I, it's weird because do you do you think that the devil knows that he's defeated, or does he think he can win? Like, and and that puts an interesting tack on what he's yeah. doing. Like, I I go to like Matthew. Was it Matthew uh, eight? Yeah, it's a great the,
1: book. It is a good, it's, a good, it's a good name, too. It's a good, <laughs> good name. <laughs> I mean, that's what I meant. I mean, it, there are other Gospels, too. But this the situation where Jesus casts the demons into the pigs, mm-hmm. one of the things they said was, it's not our time yet. So it kind of meant like, you know you're going to lose. Yeah. No. Like, you know the end. It's just, you said, not yet.
3: Um, and they, they know the pit is waiting. But mm-hmm. we'll take the pigs until then. And that ought to make us pause even more when we want to engage that kind of thing. Because if you're... If he already knows he's lost, he's got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna do whatever it takes to make you suffer, right, yeah. I mean, that's, that's his goal now. Like, I don't wanna win, I don't have to win, I just have to destroy you, right? Which
1: <laughs> reminds me of the Seven Sons of Skiva. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh the story, if you're not familiar, you should read it, is it Acts 19? It's, yeah, I think it's Acts 19. Um, these guys want to cast out a demon, and it goes really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> they get their clothes beat off yeah. them and run out <laughs> naked. Uh, and the, the demon-possessed man addresses them of like, I know Jesus, and I've heard of Paul, but who are you? Mm-hmm. Tough, and it, it, in a vulnerable moment, like when in pastoral ministry, I think there's a spiritual reality that you can't fool. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to lead people, but one of the things that kind of keeps my spirit in check is like, I would hate to hear the words. Oh, I know Paul and I know Peter. Who are you? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And just when it comes to your own prayer life and personal Hmm. devotion and um, even Jesus' reference to the disciples are unable to cast that a demon. Like, oh, this only comes out through prayer. Um, And to understand the reality of the spiritual world and never wanting to get my butt kicked by... um, Hmm. Because he who is in me is stronger yes. than he is in the world. Absolutely. And, yeah. and to mm-hmm. re- realize, like, okay, the importance of our own abiding in Christ.
2: Mm-hmm. I want to piggyback on that quick. I think one thing that bothers me in, in the church especially is when Christians blame shift to the enemy. Mm-hmm. And we just say, like, oh, the devil made me do X, Y, Z. And it's like, wait a second. Yeah. Let's stop. And maybe this is going too far down the spiritual warfare uh, episode that we're going to get into. But just acknowledging, if you have the Spirit of God that literally rose Jesus from the dead, victorious over sin, death, and Satan, we can't blame shift anymore. That's all the way back to Genesis 3, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, how can we say, yes, I was tempted by the enemy, Mm -hmm. or, you know, was tempted or deceived, but like, I wanted it, yeah. you know, yeah. so.
1: And that, the, just to understand the demonic world before we kind of get into the warfare of it, like that story of Seven Sons of Sceva, we see supernatural strength. Um, we see uh, a, a name in his, with the pig incident, I'm legion through their mini. We see um, demon possession and oppression, but demons are not omnipresent, right? Satan is not, they're not everywhere at once, they're limited uh, in their power, and their ability, they're under the sovereignty of God,
3: Um, but there is demonic Mm -hmm.
1: activity Mm -hmm. in our world.
3: Yeah, I heard one guy say it once when somebody had said something like, Well, you know, I was being attacked by Satan. And he's like, I think Satan's got bigger targets than you. (laughs) Unless you're the
2: most dangerous person on Uh, the planet for the kingdom of God. Yeah. 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 That's
3: one of the things that's
0: blurry, though, because when you have this discussion, you have an issue of a hard heart. You have the issue of your flesh that wants to bring you glory instead of Mm -hmm. God glory. Whether or not a demon's involved, it might be an excuse for you. And there's a reality. You have a hard heart and you just want to do whatever
1: the heck you want to do. And then so trying to navigate between those two topics. Yep. So even when Jesus said well, only this kind can only come out through prayer, you, you might be like, you, hopefully you see the importance of prayer. But if you look at the sentence, you might, what do you mean this kind? Yeah. How many kinds are there? <laughs> and yeah. if we looked at, is there different ranks and kinds of angels, it makes sense that there's probably different kind of ranks and kinds of demons. Here's a, maybe a controversial question to throw out there, and a, a, perhaps a confusing one. When we look at demon possession in the New Testament, a lot of it is connected to physical ailments. Being in mute, being blind, being deformed, um, seizures. But now, we we tend to like, no, people are sick, people are blind. Like, it's not demonic. Do you think we're missing something there? Or how how do you make sense of that?
2: Yeah, I think... You start talking Eastern versus Western culture. Western culture is more prone to say nothing is spiritual, and Eastern culture is more prone to say everything is spiritual, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, you know, I stubbed my toe on the couch. Well, you know, I was just being an idiot. Where Eastern culture is like, oh, you must have done something bad. Like, Mm -hmm. a God is trying to communicate with you. I'm not saying one of those is Right, and one of those is necessarily wrong. But I'm like, I'd much rather lean towards everything being spiritual, especially mm-hmm. on this realm of angels, demons, spiritual warfare. To say, why don't we start by asking the question: Is there a chance that there's something spiritual is happening mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I lean that direction as well. That the there is a spiritual world, and it is active. Now, again, I feel like the scary part of saying that is is again we have a tendency to jump into like. Oh, well, let's cast out these 17 things. Like, again, go back and study God. Like, spend your time with God, your maker. Um, don't get lost in these things. But I think we do need to awaken to the fact that there are demons, there are angels, there's spiritual warfare. It is happening. Could this be it? Pray. Yeah. 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 And I
1: think yeah. by God's common grace, we have medicine and doctors Yeah, absolutely. And, But sometimes there can be a Western arrogance, Mm -hmm. like, oh no, I can fix that with medicine. I can fix that with a doctor. And it's like, that may be a spiritual problem, not a physical problem. And just being open to that reality. Yeah. Mm. But it's interesting, I don't want to overlook like, he was blind and you cast out a demon, he could see. He was mute, he couldn't speak, you cast out a demon, he could speak. He was deformed and you cast out a demon, he wasn't deformed. Like there was a connection between demonic possession and physical ailments.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's that's one of the things i noted in my one of my last times reading through the bible is like and it's hard on me a baptist to see all the all those things and it's a spirit and he casts out the spirit and it's hopeful for me to see jesus authority over every single one of them you mm-hmm. know but it is a mystery
1: how they are continually referenced yeah. in spirits yeah. so can a christian be demon-possessed
2: I, I think we would all agree by saying absolutely not. Um, now, I, what I would, you I would uh, what, what you mean by possession okay, maybe might, is important, okay. yeah, right? Um, but when you start saying, "Oh, demonic possession is like demonic authority over somebody," like where we would say Christians do not have to follow and heed the voice of a demon right we're not under his authority we're under the authority of Christ's life death and resurrection so if we have the spirit which if you're new in Christ you are look at Romans 6 and consistently it's like th- who has dominion over you mm-hmm. the lord jesus christ therefore you do not have to sin you do not have to give in yeah. so
1: I, though where i am uh open on or confused on however you want to put it if possession means ownership, no. Right. If possession means occupancy, torment, maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe. I
2: was going right. to say, like, can a Christian be oppressed by demons? Mm-hmm. I would say yes. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Yep. yep. And I would think, too, like going to what you were thinking about, Jake, I think um, I would say that if you have the Holy Spirit in you, he, he would have to allow a demon in, in order for that torment to kind of happen. And it might be for a purpose. Mm. I mean, like, look at what he did with Job, right? He wasn't, that wasn't internal, that was an external thing, but God allowed it. And God said, hey, have you thought about Job? Like, Mm -hmm. go think about Job. And so I think there's a purpose, like when you're sick, you, you had mentioned this before, why do we always run to I just want to get over this. Like, give me medicine, give me whatever you, instead of thinking about what that means. Yeah. Like we're so often, like, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want the pain. I don't want the thing. I just want to go.
1: And I think there's certain windows, um, of darkness that wisdom would say avoid Mm -hmm. in those things. Like just to get practical, I know our world is, is changing rapidly and I don't want to assume things, but uh, for our flock, um, let's let's not play with Ouija boards. how about that yeah uh Come let's ahead. not call a psychic mm-hmm. let's, let's not uh visit a medium mm-hmm. to talk to dead relatives mm-hmm. let's let's not do that yeah. um let's not play with torah cards um, yeah. let's not get into your uh sign in the stars or mm-hmm. astrology type mm-hmm. of things. I think these are th- things that we're warned about mm-hmm. um, and it's it's foolish mm-hmm. to engage in those things. That's a good word.
3: It's foolish. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. On that, don't be foolish. Uh, <laughs> recognize the the reality of a demonic world, but take great comfort, church, in knowing that uh, our victory is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's, Amen. it's for sure. So, hopefully, this uh, was helpful insight as we talk about this topic. Next time, next time, as we kind of wrap up uh, this series, we're going to look at spiritual warfare. Hope this helps. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If
0: you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.